Fearless Conversations, the Servants and Doves Podcast with Pablo Frasini. Listen, I've got a new face for everybody. I'm excited. Um, not new to me. Um, I've been on uh, Deb's program a couple times, and it's been a hoot. It's been really, really fun. I've enjoyed it. Um, and I'm excited because Deb's got a lot to bring to the table, and I don't want to speak for Deb. I want you guys to meet Deb. Deb, welcome. I am excited to have you on. Thanks for coming on. Much appreciated. Yeah. Hey, Pablo. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. You bet. So you, you hold on. I got to say something, and she's going to steal the show. You've got a little one and not little one. And yeah, you're laughing. Can you, are you able to show people? You want to see? Oh, okay, look Norman. at that. Look okay, at that. How cute. Right there. Move her to your left. Norman. It's Norma. I call her Norm for short. Oh, look at that. <gasps> yeah. Oh, she is adorable. Yeah. See, mm -hmm. and we wouldn't be able to have, is it Norma, right? We wouldn't be it's able to Norma. have. Okay. She, she wouldn't Norma. be able to be on because she would steal the show. And so she, she already uh, yeah. has, I'm afraid. Yep, yep. <laughs> she rules, totally has. Rules the roost around here. Okay. I'm actually, does. I'm actually sitting in her chair. Oh, uh, so she, you know what? You're sitting in her chair. So you are, you are actually her guest of honor. I'm her guest her and chair. I am her emotional support person. There you go. You know, actually we were... I didn't know you could do this. So we just came back from New Mexico. We flew back on Sunday night. And this gal with this big, humongous dog, wasn't little, she just, I don't know if the dog is emotional support, but it was a big, gigantic dog and sat with her, like in front of her, I guess, in the seat. I didn't know you could do that, but I just did, wanted to go she, pet the dog. Did she sit in her, did she have her own seat? Yeah. The dog, the dog didn't. No, the dog didn't. The so, dog I mean, it, sat in his lap. Yeah, and I guess the there was enough room that the gal sitting to her left, they gave her a different seat. So she had the seat over she, to her left open. Yeah, because yeah. it was a big dog. It was not a little dog. It was big. So yeah. don't know that, if it was emotional support. It, 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 well, you know what? they it ha It can't be an emotional support pet dog anymore i mean you they're, they've gotten really strict if you fly with an emotionally support the uh, animal An uh -huh. they have to fit in a in a uh carry carrier on this uh, under the seat in front of you yeah Unless, no, this, this one's huge so it had to be a, a, a support you know not an emotional support but it had to like be service a, Service, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Service dog. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're strict about that. Unless you're Norma. Unless and you're Norma. Norma. You can you can sleep in your your owner's lap. Yeah. So yeah. And I would I wouldn't mind because Norma's cool. I like Norma. Yeah, the flight attendants think she's so cute and she gives them <laughs> those little doe eyes. They oh and so they yeah. let her uh, they let her sleep in my lap. <laughs> Well, I'm excited, Deb, to have you on. It was a hoot being on Miracle Monday. We're going to talk about that. But before I say, before we get started, let me get on over to uh, the websites. I'm sure people are sighing right now, like, uh, dude, we hear this all the time. So sorry, folks, to put you through this. Mm -hmm. Listen, here is the Serpents and Dove site. Please put your email, subscribe to the newsletter, and because uh, there's things that I, uh, I, I do send out that I don't put on YouTube. I don't put on Rumble. I don't put anywhere else. So by all means, go ahead, sign up. Everything's there. I've not updated anything because I, I'm going to revamp everything. Lots of changes that are coming my way. If you feel led of the Lord to come alongside uh, Serpents and Doves and support it, these are the two ways that you could do so right up here on the top right-hand side. So enough of that because we're here for you, Deb. So talk to us a bit before we get into the nitty-gritty, talk to us about KHCX. Tell us a bit about it. Oh, my goodness. Well, KHCX is the one and only Christian radio station here in Homer. We're a community of about 5,800 people, and KHCX came into being only about a little over a year ago. Dennis Wildler is our general manager, producer, everything, but he was in Nome, Alaska. If you know anything about Alaska, it is 
where you don't see the light of day for six months at a time. But he has he he brings oh good grief 30, 40 years of experience in the radio business into Homer. He and his his wife retired here. So long story short, they wound up um, meeting the ABI executive director, Alaska Bible Institute, and along with that, Alaska Village Missions. And we can talk a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, bit if you want to, but he came in and he said, Hey, I have all this expertise. God told me you're not retired, Dennis. And so uh, (laughs) he started to put together, uh, he got some uh, great um, uh, donations, grants. He got uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars in grants. So now a year later, we've got a state of the art uh, uh, radio station and it's awesome. We're getting ready to have our our dedication uh, the 7th of next month. I think this is great. So, okay, t- tell folks how they can, I mean, family, if you guys go on the website, I'm looking right here, Deb, and it says uh-huh. listen live. So they could literally click here, right, and listen live, correct? Right, you can, yes. And if you if you want to listen, I mean, we have people, we just got a an email uh, yesterday, Pablo, from a, a guy in Brazil who listens all the time. So, That's cool. you know, if you... If you're not local, of course, and, and you're not listening to KHCX 90.9 right here in town, you can go to uh, 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 Garden. The what? Yeah, what is it? Uh, it was called Garden uh, Radio Garden. Radio Garden. Thank you. Yeah. Radio yeah. Garden. And then uh, we also have an app you can go to. It's a Safe Harbor Broadcasting. Uh, just download the app. And super easy. Okay. Listen will pop up on your phone. You just hit listen, and and there we are. So you can listen to us anywhere in the world, twenty four hours a day. We're of course twenty four hour uh, radio station. And then we do. I started uh, when I came on board. I said, you know, I, I'd like to do a show that um, you know I can be on the air. We first started to do Miracle Monday live, and that was <laughs> that was a real hoot. So we we did that, and then now we we record. Pretty much, we had the guests on and we we recorded. It's just too many things going on to try to do it live. Though occasionally we do. And uh, so it started that. I wanted to do something. I said, how can I encourage, you know, people of Homer? What can I do? Homer, Alaska, folks. Homer, Alaska. Homer, Alaska. At the end of, some people say the end of the world, but (laughs) yeah, it's called Homer, Alaska, uh, at the end of the road. And we're literally, if you look on a map, we're on the far west and south end of Alaska. And I'm about, if you looked out my window right here behind me, it's called the Homer Spit. And it's a like a three-mile trek. You get on it, and it ends right there at the, the Bering Sea and Pacific Ocean. Wow. You know, it's, it's right there at the very end. You keep going, I guess you'll you'd be in Russia. So we're, you know, the Aleutian Island chain is, is uh, about five or 600 miles from the closest one there. But, you know, we're, um, I thought, wow, we're up here and, and, uh, you know, my husband Jeffrey was up here teaching at ABI and the radio station, it was a perfect fit for us. And I thought, what can I do that will uh, encourage a hurting world? And, um, you know, and I thought I have had a lot of amazing things happen in my life, like I, miracles, right? And so I started to meet people that had just started to tell me their unbelievable stories, and yeah. uh, you know how God had changed their lives, how they had been healed from things. Um, about uh, you know, uh, we have uh, one friend who was a drug addict, abuser unbelievable everything you can think of you know he was he was addicted to it and um struggled with it and god saved him and now he's on the mission field so wow fisherman in the the summer you know the summer months here because homer is known as the halibut fishing capital of the world (laughs) a lot of people come here if yeah if you ever want to come fish come on come on up to homer people come on up to homer Well, so, so you're doing, you could do both things. You could fish and fish for men. So I think that's great. That's fabulous. That's a great point. That's exactly yeah, right. That's right. So, okay, Try Deb. To, yes. Dude, I, I want people to know who Deb Butter is. That's a cool name, by the by the way. Um, tell us real quick. You're, uh, so I want to give props and shout out to your husband because he 
put his life on the line for this country. He served this country. And as always, I want to make sure that we highlight our servicemen and women, service members in our military branches. So please tell us a bit, brag on your husband, because uh, I want to. Uh, I want people to keep you guys all in prayer and just thank him for what he did. Thank you. I can I can brag. It's been a long time. You may have to cut me off on this <laughs> one. But Jeffrey is uh, he's a retired colonel in the United States Marine Corps, and he served for thirty years. Uh, he retired. He was a, a Harrier pilot, so he loves to fly. And he there's a small plane here that um, that ABI and ABM own that he has the opportunity to go up in every now and then. So I think he misses that. But yeah, you know, he's in the Marine Corps. He was in Afghanistan for from about 2000. You know, after 9/11 happened yep. and all, he was there for about 10 years. He spent about six of those years in uh, in Afghanistan. Wow. And so he's uh, he's seen a lot and, you know, served uh, very faithfully. It still thinks like a Marine. So it's a good thing. <laughs> he takes good care of me. So um, that's good. That's really so, good. So when he got out, he said, you know, I, I've got this knowledge and all. And he said, I probably should maybe I could formalize it. So he went ahead and went to Liberty University and got his master's in biblical studies. And oh, cool. so, uh, so he wanted to teach and he had. Taught a little bit in uh, the Marine Corps, you know, uh, yeah. how to kind of how to fight, how to strategize, those kind of things, and that's where he first learned that he really loved it. But um, I tell you what, in my testimony, I, uh, boy, I've lived a long time, right? <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so many that I probably won't tell the whole world how old I am. Figure that part out, right? Yeah, you never so, ask a woman her age. That's what I, I've always been taught. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess it would be okay, but I, I do have my daughter's 37, so there you go. You can okay. kind of figure it out from there. But but um, we actually, we look at each other now. We'll sit down on our porch and look across at Mount Sadie, and we can hear the water, and, and we, we look at each other, and we, we look at each other and go, how did this happen? You know, yeah. If, yeah. if you had told us, seven or eight years ago that we would be together and where we are today. It's miraculous what God's done. And so that's yeah. kind of been the story of my life, but we've been married almost six years. So, okay. uh, but I was single for a really long time. Okay. And um, that kind of goes to, to my, you know what? I was, I was born again when I was nine years old and it was on um, Easter Sunday. And I look back on that over the years because I've gone through some rough times and I've gone my own way and I've been prideful and I've, you know, and I look back and, and I know that I know now, not everyone can do this, but I can look back on that day. And I know that I know that it was the Holy spirit speaking to a little nine-year-old girl and then the way that she could understand. And I know it was the prompting of the Holy spirit. Amen know that and uh you know and i i, I did okay until i didn't and yeah. then i um you know i'm i'm married and uh he since passed on but you know i got divorced and i became whether out of prob probably more out of necessity i became a career woman sure and i got pretty good at it and then um became very independent self-reliant do things my way. And, um, I got to a point where that just didn't work anymore. Sure. So, uh, so God, I had encephalitis in 2015 and, um, that's a whole miracle how that happened. And the neurologist had said, Deb, we don't know what happened, but you dodged a bullet. I said, well, I have another word for it, but okay. And yeah. uh, so I didn't have any lasting uh, disability or anything from that, but that slowed me down a little bit and made me stop and think, you know, where, where are you going? What are you doing, you know, with your life? And so I really had to, um, I really had to confess my perceived self-reliance, right? Because sure. God could snuff me out at any second. But yeah. um, so anyway, I think that was a turning point for me. And, um, you know, since then, by the grace of God, he's continued to, uh, I, I see pretty much on a regular basis, 
uh, maturing, you know, I grow, I learn and, and, you know, Pablo, it's paradoxical in a way, right? Because the more you learn and study, the more, you know, the more you don't know. Right. Absolutely. So rich and so deep. And it, it's just, uh, you know, when Colonel and I sit down and study and I, I learn something new, I think, well, I didn't know that. And this matches with that. And you just, you just realize, you know, what you don't know. And I think too, the older that I get and the more that I, uh, you know, learn and the more that God, God definitely shows me my desperate need for him in a moment by moment, you know, uh, moment by moment thing. Yeah. I, I really, uh, the, it's, it's like the closer you get to him, the weaker you are in a way, yeah. the more yeah. aligned you are. So, uh, so that's, that's kind of a quick version, but I was single for 30 years yeah. and uh, raised my daughter, you know, just, just she and I, and then, it, literally Jeffrey fell out of the sky pretty much. So we, <laughs> yeah. So we, we connected and, and that was a miracle in and of itself. So that was uh, soon to be six years ago. That's and great. Back. Yeah. So let me, let me jump in there real quick. Cause <laughs> as you were talking um, and, and sharing with us your testimony, and I know there's a whole lot you're probably leaving out, but my question would be, so I'm going to be talking about, brokenness. I was going to do it yesterday. Uh, yeah, I was going to put something up mm -hmm. yesterday, but I just didn't feel like I had all my ducks lined up. And, um, one thing that I'm, I'm curious is I listen to you talk. Do you think that the Lord will oftentimes allow things to happen in people's lives as a means for them to put on the brakes as a means for them to have to look up, right? Because oftentimes we're so focused going forward, moving, 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 that the Lord goes, hey, look, you're not listening to me. You're not getting the clues. So I'm going to have to put the brakes on for you, right? Oh, Do you think the Lord operates that way? Yes, yes, that is so true, Pablo. There was a song, I think back to this time, um, uh, Jeremy Riddle, as a contemporary Christian artist, yeah. he had written a song, Sweetly Broken. Ooh. That song was uh, really spoke to me, but he he wrote the song, and um, I definitely I definitely believe that uh, you come to the the end of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, had a lot of things happen. I had a you know I was divorced. I was a single mom. I had um, dealt with. Uh, I tell you one way. Now this is this is not about brokenness. But this is one way that God has redeemed me and continues to show himself to me. I was born with a severe uh, rotoscoliosis, and it's a pretty common thing, especially among, you know, girls. But uh, my mom found it in me when I was about five years old. I wore a Milwaukee brace. Uh, it's the old rods and girdle, and they kind of strap you in it. And sure. so I wore that for about a year. And then because of physical uh limitations. I couldn't wear it. So long story short, I um, dealt with pain every day of my life for my entire life. Um, and when I was 58 years old, I had uh, the Harrington Rod surgery done. And I was, I had uh, probably the best uh, surgeon, orthopedic surgeon, I think in the world that's in Dallas did that. And I can't tell you what an amazing job he did and how much better I feel. Sure. All of these years, and I, I still have pain. It's just a different kind of a, of a thing. But even though I had that, and I, God chooses to heal completely sometimes. Sometimes he does not. But I can tell you what he always does. And I am first to have firsthand knowledge of this. God always will give you the grace to manage what he's, he's given you to manage. Sure. And by that, I mean, I would wake up some days, I would be in so much pain and I, I would just say, Lord, either you're going to have to heal me or, or you're going to have to give me the grace to do this today. And yeah. Pablo, I can't explain it any other than he gave me the grace to rise above it. It's almost as if the pain wasn't there. 
Yeah. Or he, maybe he healed me for the day, right? Sure. Because it was the daily thing. But, um, but I, I definitely believe that uh, God will do whatever he needs to do to get our attention. Absolutely. And, you know, especially, I know you think maybe um, quite a bit, maybe even more so when we already belong to him. Oh, and yeah. he's drawing us, you know, trying to draw us back. And I have a brother, real quickly, he's passed on, uh, my older brother, who was 50 plus years, um, you name it, he was into it, he did yeah. it. And, you know, and I would, I used to think I wouldn't say it out loud, but I would say, God, you can save anybody, but my brother, Bill, he is yeah. hopeless. Yeah. And um, so long story short, about, he had about five or six maybe years um, and the Lord saved him. And we had the most amazing relationship that I ever could have, man, have imagined. He became the older brother I had always wanted. Yeah, you know, he he went to be with the Lord in his sleep uh, last summer. So yeah. you know, let me just jump in here really quick because you know we can jot down notes. We oftentimes think this is the direction that we want things to go, but God says no. I'm going to take things in this direction because there are people that need to hear what you have to bring to the table, right? Um, Oftentimes we, you know, we off the record, you and I have talked a, a bit about Bible prophecy, things of the world, uh, things that you and I and, and a lot of people, a lot of listeners, uh, they hold near and dear to their heart. And I totally get that. I understand that. Uh, I talked about that a bit in New Mexico when I spoke there. The fact that we want the Lord to come back because there is so much that each and every person is dealing with on a personal level. Um, and there's a lot of hurt. And I'm talking a lot of hurt even within the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. But coming from somebody who has experienced so much and God has worked in your life so much, miracles. I mean, right now, case in point, somebody you thought was totally irredeemable. I love how the Lord always proves us wrong because he's always right. Yeah. I mean, he is God. He's on the throne. And he showed you, you know what, Deb, you may think that your brother is irredeemable, but there's no one beyond the threshold that I cannot reach. There's nobody that has hit, has gone too low that I can't reach. And you're in a place where you and your husband have become missionaries. And sure, there are a lot of believers, but I'm sure there's still a lot of need. I'm here in you know, the Orange County, L.A. County area in Southern California. And I could tell you that there is a ton of need. We just flew to New Mexico and I could see so much need there. And what I'm talking about also are a lot of people that are strung out on drugs. They are just bound by Satan in multiple ways. But you got to see God's redemptive power firsthand in the life of your brother. And what I want you to do right now is I guarantee you there are those that have prodigals that have walked away and they're heartbroken. There are those that are probably in the same situation that you were for many years in regards to your brother and thinking, well, you know what? He's like, he's gone. He's way gone. There's no way God could get a hold of him. Whether it's a spouse, um, maybe a family member, please talk and give them hope because again, you lived it firsthand and you know the things that God can do when it comes to redemption. Well, Pablo, there are two things come to mind. You know, we just were talking about my brother and his name is Bill. Um, and then I had a prodigal person in my life and it was my daughter hmm. and she's 37 years old now. And it happened. It was out of the blue. We've always been so close. And uh, I, I think she decided she just wanted her freedom and was out of here. So she had an opportunity and she, I didn't hear from her for a year and a half. Hmm. And we had lived together uh, all these years. And she, I, but, but prior to that, prior to that, um, you know, she'd been heavy on my heart. I'd been praying for her and I was 
you know, driving down the free one day and the Holy Spirit spoke to me, not audibly, but you know, in my heart, he said, Deb, do you trust me with everything? Yes, Lord, absolutely. I do. Do you trust me with T my daughter? And I said, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. the Holy Spirit said, give her to me. And I knew, and I did, and I knew when I did that, that it wasn't going to be easy. And then some, maybe several months, a year later is when uh, she left and I didn't hear from her yeah. for a year and a half. And that whole time, and I, I say this to anybody who has a prodigal person in their life, maybe it's a child, maybe, I don't know how your situation will turn out if you're going through this right now. But I do know that the God of all comfort will comfort you through the trial, even through, I tell you, Pablo, the hardest thing in the world is the not knowing, yeah. you know, are they okay. What are they doing? Why haven't they called where that's the hardest part. And it was, uh, and I, I continued to work. I had a very demanding career in the hotel business. And, uh, of course, you know, single at the time was having some health issues and, God carried me through. It was a daily thing, but I'm telling you, he will sustain you and he will give you the strength. Just keep, keep trusting him and, and pray. And, and, uh, even if you don't know where your loved one is, or, uh, maybe you don't even know what's happening. Like what, you know, you, you're both on different pages or, uh, it, you just really don't know. Do not, don't give up. Yeah. And trust God, trust God in the not knowing. That's the hard thing. But I'm telling you, he will give it to you. He will sustain you because he did for me. Now, with my brother, Bill, it was a little bit different. God had to work a miracle in my heart because sure. I heard I have two brothers and a middle brother and then my older brother, which is Bill. And he had called. He said, yeah, you know, Bill sounds kind of different. And, you know, he said he's been saved. I'm like, Whatever. I, if you believe any of that, you're you're crazy. I yeah. have no desire to talk to him ever again. Not going sure. to. Don't even talk to me about him. Yeah. And so God started to work on my heart about my brother Bill, and then um, somehow I think I wound up giving him a call out of the blue. Yeah. And he answered the phone, and um, he didn't know it was me because he didn't have my number. And I said, Bill. And he broke down crying. And mm. uh, that was such a, a beautiful, uh, I would say we were reunited, but we had never actually been close. Sure. It was a brand new uh, brother-sister relationship. And isn't it amazing? I tell you what, I've, I'm learning over and over again about God's providence. It's God's timing that, is is going to make things the way they need to be you know sure. in that i mean god knew you know deb this is the daytime and hour where you and bill are going to become close bill's going to be saved i'm going to soften your heart towards him and see what i've done see what i've done in both your lives so yeah. things like that you know when we have trials and james talks about that we're to count it all joy when we go through trials and sure. tribulations and i used to think okay i i can white knuckle it through trial and tribulation but joy okay but as i've gone through these things and god has over and over shown himself faithful then when a new trial comes up or a new issue comes up it's much easier to have joy because I can look back and yeah. see his faithfulness. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It reminds me. Hmm? No, I was just going to say, it reminds me a lot of that old, um, I don't even know if it was a poem, really. It was called Footprints back in the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have one, you know, posted in our house too. But it was <clears> those times where there was only one set of footprints and the person thought they were all alone. And when they questioned God about that, the Lord said, no, that's not your, those aren't your footprints. 
those are my footprints and that was me carrying you in my arms through the difficult times mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so true yeah so you know god's providence his timing is always if you look back if you you know if you if any of you anybody listening whatever if you look back you you'll say wow god did have my best interest at heart and look how that worked out and yeah. and and there are cases you know i was just saying uh i was just talking about being at peace and and knowing god's serene comfort that he's there when we don't know yeah you know i when you don't know the answer we just had a couple um, he's our, our Dean, young, young man and his wife, uh, they lost their baby. She was mm. about a month from delivery and they had their, um, the funeral oh. yesterday. Mm. And you talk about not knowing why, Yeah. you know, but I can guarantee you that God is giving them the grace and, and all to, um, bear up under that and, they're an awesome, you know, they're a solid couple anyway. They're just whole people. And uh, I, I see it in the lives of, we've had a lot of, we lost our, our uh, chef back last year suddenly. And she went home to be with the Lord. She was like 10 years younger than I am, you know. And, yeah. and as many things that we feel like we know and understand, there's probably twice as many things that we don't know and don't understand. And that's okay. Yeah, that's yeah, okay absolutely. Yeah, that the God of always say, the God of all comfort um, is there to sustain us. And I think that's part of what my uh, testimony is and part of why I think I'm here. I keep getting reminded, Deb, you comfort others with the comfort with which you've been comforted. So that's part of what I try to do, you know, on Miracle Monday or in the line at the grocery store or, uh, you know, and, and lately, Pablo, I felt a burden about, well, I don't do enough. I don't mm -hmm. uh, witness enough. I should be doing this or doing that. And then, and then the Lord reels me back in. He goes, no, Deb, you have a sphere of, a sphere of influence, right? Yeah. And you just do the very next thing, just be obedient. And whatever the very next thing is, no matter how small you might think it is, you just do that and I'll lead you to the next thing. So, Amen. But, Amen. So I want to, <clears throat> I want to actually kind of go back here because I think uh, I don't want people to miss it. I think every single one of us has experienced a spirit of bitterness at one point mm -hmm. or another, because I think it's easy for us to go and look at a situation and go, well, the Lord was working on them. The Lord did an amazing work mm -hmm. on them, right? Mm -hmm. But right. I, th I think we miss the fact that in a lot of situations, God works as a whole, right? He sees the, mm -hmm. the, the big picture. And so, for example, I know that the Lord restored a relationship between you and your brother that at first was non-existent. There was nothing there. And, you know, like the Word of God says, he re He's able to restore what the locusts have eaten. And I think the word picture that we get there is when, in the Old Testament, one of the worst things that, is, you know, a, a farmer, somebody could get harvest was locust, a swarm of locusts come through because mm -hmm. they're voracious eaters. They will literally leave nothing. And oftentimes in life, whatever the situation is, Oftentimes we could feel as if afterwards, you know, the locusts have left nothing and we're left with feelings of bitterness, right? Where mm -hmm. we experience those things and Satan will use that as a means to, uh, he'll want to, um, for those things to take root in our lives. And one of the worst things we can have, I speak from experience at times too, is that root of bitterness because that's something that needs to come out. So, Talk to uh, talk to us because look, there might be some who have been hurt by their kids or a family member, and that that sadness, that um, that emptiness has now morphed into bitterness, mm -hmm. and that's not a good thing because bitterness really rots away uh, physically and spiritually. Talk to us about that and how the Lord worked you uh, and you know worked through that for you. Well, a couple of ways, and I'll, I'll parallel my my brother and my daughter. Sure. And, 
uh, how God worked in my heart a little bit differently in each situation. But with, uh, with my daughter, um, you know, at one point, the pastor at church that Sunday did a message on the prodigal son, and he had a huge painting of the, uh, the prodigal son. I think Leonardo, was it Rembrandt or Leonardo that did that? I, not, honestly, I don't, re- I should know this, but I don't, but he had, you know, it was an amazing sermon and, and, and the Lord just spoke to my heart and he said, Deb, he said, you have been a prodigal daughter too. And look how I've redeemed you and look how I continually welcome you back. Yes. And, you know, and I, and I thought, wow, we're all prodigal people, right? At some point. And, um, so that, that helped me to realize, oh, there you go. Is that Rembrandt? Rembrandt. That's Rembrandt. Yep. Okay. Yes. And thanks. Hey, thanks for doing that. So, you know, that was a, a, a realization of, you know, what God has done and has continues to do for me. Right. Deb, you were a prodigal daughter. Hmm. And, um, and then with my brother, Bill, uh, I think there was, oh, for many years, you know, I was the, I was the good daughter. Uh, kind of, I was the youngest, but it was kind of like I was the oldest, you know, and I kind of thought, might have thought I was better than my brother, Bill. Sure. I didn't get in trouble. He was constantly getting in trouble and, you know, it, it was not good. And the last time I saw Bill before, uh, you know, before I saw him again, this was before he got saved. We were at uh, my my mom and dad both passed away within just a few months of each other and just illnesses, very unexpected. And this was uh, this was about eight months after my dad's funeral. We were at my mom's funeral mm, and I looked wow. at him and I said, you know what? I don't ever have to see you. Mom and dad are both gone. and I don't ever have to see you again. Talk to you again. Put up with your whatever. Fill in the blank again. And that was the last time that I saw him. And I felt very justified in that in that statement and that behavior. And um, so God has a sense of humor, right? He worked (laughs) in my heart for for quite a while too. And and I there was a um, there was a, a temperament difference in my brother and me. And I'm more of a soft spoken kind of a, uh, easy, uh, uh, what is, what do they say? Easy to, uh, uh, get along with, um, yep. easy going. I'm yeah. very easy going and he's very abrupt and gruff bull in a China closet. And we just <laughs> oh, water and oil. And it was, but God taught me how to uh, reel that back in in me and accept the more. This was after Bill became a Christian. Sure. And he was still a bull in a china closet, even though he was, <laughs> you know, very, very loving. And, uh, you know, yeah. but there were things. And God taught me, God gave me the, uh, the grace and the temperance to uh, just be able to roll with it you know, yeah. with him, those things didn't bother me anymore. And they were, uh, you know, I, there were areas where, where I needed to change. And, and there were years of re- resentment towards my brother, sure. Bill, yeah. and what I felt like he had done or not done. And, uh, he became, I tell you what, the joke was on me because God changed me and he, Bill became, uh, the sweetest, uh, big brother, a great listener. Oh my goodness. He would listen to me for hours on end, you know, and we would talk almost every day. And then this is a guy, Pablo, who I wouldn't even have over to my house. Okay. Like don't even drive down my block. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where, uh, in Dallas, you know, when we were in Dallas, he would come and stay with us. He would come uh, around our birthdays. Colonel and mine and his birthday were all within about a week of each other. So yeah. he would come in the summer's time and stay about a week. And then he would always come around the holidays and stay 10 days or so. And who would have thought? I mean, yeah. I would have never. His Even even at best, his 
he, everything he did irritated me, you know, (laughs) yeah. And, and so, um, I think God's providence again, right. And God prepares our heart, uh, for these things. And, and I also would say, don't rush it. Yeah. Ask, you know, you don't want to be fake about it and you don't want to be, uh, don't rush it, but ask God to, work on you because there's always something we can do differently. Right. Sure. Absolutely. And, yeah. And I, 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 you know, I, res- I responded to him completely differently than I would have years before, but let it's me, just by the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And let me jump in there real quick. Um, sorry. I, I have a tendency of interrupting. I try not to, but um, as you're talking, um, I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm wondering, what does that look like practically, right? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes, I think, within the church, within Christianese, right, we, we almost mm-hmm. have this, we've created this, this uh, our, our own uh, language, per se. And so one of the things that uh, I hear oftentimes, and maybe people are wondering the same thing, is, well, we got to leave it at the foot of the cross, right? Well, we got to give it to Jesus. Well, the Lord worked in my life. And oftentimes... I think one of the things that gets left out is, okay, hey, that's great. What does that mean, right? What does that look like in a practical sense? So uh, coming back to how the Lord worked in your life, how the Lord worked in your brother's life, Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes in those things, the Lord reveals things about us that maybe we didn't even know about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And as you work through that, how is it practically? How do we do what happened to you, right? How the Lord drew you near to him, how the Lord uh, drew the, uh, let me say it this way, and this is probably a bad way, but when when metal is getting refined, gold is getting refined, the mm-hmm. impurities rise to the top, and so that the good stuff, right, remains. And so, or in the case of oftentimes, we could put dirt or sand in a bucket of water, we could stir it all up, but if we allow the stillness of the Holy Spirit to just let it, let us settle, right? Let him settle in us. All of that stuff comes to the bottom and you can get the goodness right out of it. So what does that look like practically? How do we do that? How did you do that in a practical sense as God was working in your life? What did that look like? Pablo, I, ju- you, ju- you just said it. And as you were, as you were talking, I was thinking you have to, uh, if if we can just ask God, sometimes a prayer is as simple as help. Yeah. Then you wait and you listen, you know, being still and really listening. And if you don't know how to listen to God, ask him. And I guarantee you, he'll show you. He will teach you. Uh, If you don't have patience to wait, you ask for that too. Oh, that's a hard one, folks. That's a hard one. (laughs) And I'm the queen of impatience. I, you know, I, it was, you know, get it done, get it done right now. I'll do it. I'll take care of it. Um, but I tell you, and, and some, some things I think come with experience in years, but there's a, a stillness that I have, I think in my spirit that I didn't have, you know, through my life really. And into sure. my forties my and, and, uh, that, that I have now, but if you can, you know, the word believe in God, the, the literal meaning um, means to lean into and fully rely on him. And I think it means just that. You, yeah. you, when, when you don't know how to pray, when you don't know what to do, when you don't know how to get relief, uh, any peace, when you're so bitter and so angry and, and probably right, you know, you you could be a hundred percent or feel like you're a hundred percent right. It's really hard to, uh, to know where to turn or what to do. But if you ask, if you ask, he will, he'll make a way. He'll, he'll give you what you need, whatever you need. And, um, as far as what other do you, you were asking me, uh, about, Oh, uh, a lot of times, God will change us. And because we're different, yeah. that other person has something different to react to, right? Or to respond to. Sure. 
And there's always, hey, why do they call them blindsides? Yeah, you know, it's because we don't see those things. Yeah. We all have blindsides. But, you know, um, gosh, it all comes back to him. And uh, to know and to understand, uh, you ask and you trust him. And if you yeah. lack trust, you ask, you know, uh, ask for it. Lord, help my unbelief. I've done that many a time. But I yeah. can tell you, he's always faithful. And he always he always comes back to to that but um but being a prodigal daughter myself you know when god told me that that morning in church like hey wait a minute you know did i not did i not love you and welcome you back and don't i yeah. do it on a regular basis when you sure. uh, go your own way or when you're stubborn or you don't trust me or you know you're a prodigal daughter and yeah that helps put things in perspective, but absolutely. Listen, I, I was curious, mm -hmm. what what role did um, getting into the Word of God play for you, right? Because I would imagine that the sword of the spirit has to play an integral role in, obviously, in things we're dealing with. Case in point, and I always like to be as honest mm -hmm. as I possibly can. There. There were and are times in my own life where the last thing I want to do is get into the Word of God because I'm not feeling to get into the Word of God. And I'm not sure if people could relate to that. I I, I would imagine that they can, but um, you know, I always say I don't ever want anybody to think that I somehow have it all together, but I always say that there's something about getting into the Word of God. There's something about claiming the promises of God's Word. And I'm not talking about this ultra-charismatic, right, name it and claim it kind of thing. I'm really literally talking about the fact that when Jesus says something in His Word, He means what He says, and He says what He means, mm -hmm. and we could take it to the bank because yeah. He is God Almighty, right? So what role did that play? Did it play a role? Do you sense now as you, um, you're older and more mature in the Lord? How does that how does that work in your life? Well, I'll I'll speak to what you just said about sometimes you just the last thing you want to do, and and I experienced this. The sure. last thing I want to do is get into the Word. Like I don't, I just kind of want an answer. I don't want to yeah. get in the Word. I don't want to study. I'm too fidgety or I'm too bothered or I'm too whatever. That's the last thing I want to do. And always without fail, when I do that, when I do it anyway, yeah, it feels like I'm even blessed all the more or I get some insight or, and it's all in God's timing too, right? That, that providence, he doesn't reveal everything all at once to us in one scripture. Sure. We may go back to that scripture a hundred times and the hundred and first yep. time, wow, there's something new there that we haven't seen before that he yeah. shows us. You know, there's, uh, of course, the one in Timothy. Um, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power yep. and love and sound, mind. sound mind. I would, that was my mantra and, and still is sometimes, you know, that, um, but that really carried me through. And then um, uh, the scripture, you know, uh, this may sound strange, but really, when we're hurt by others and things happen, it's not personal, if you think about it, because right. we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? But yep. against uh, uh, rulers of uh, darkness and heavenly places. And against, so it's the enemy, I believe, that uses people, places, and things to sure. try to jab at us and get to us. And, and sometimes if you can think about it that way, that it's not, you know, it wasn't my brother Bill, or it's not that guy on your at your job, or it's not your husband or wife, really. It's the enemy that tries yeah. to get you. And um, But I, you know, definitely the, the scripture about um, comforting, that God of all comfort, uh, that we're to comfort others with which, yep. with, with the comfort that we've been comforted with, you know, that that's been a big one. And that's, I think, you know, sometimes we can figure out what we're supposed to be doing by, I am compelled to want to offer encouragement and comfort to people. Sure. And so I think that, I think the Holy Spirit is guiding me to, 
Deb, this is this is your road that I want you to travel, you know, right now. And until he changes that, that's kind of kind of my focus and you know, to try to just love on people, right? Love people yeah. and encourage. And we have, you know, we do have we've got a great church community up here, Pablo. Uh, like 5,800 people. We've got some really solid, pretty big churches. But per capita, this is the number one drug and sex trafficking um, state in the country. Wow, per that's capita. huge. That is and crazy. It's it's really bad. And we have, there are a lot of initiatives up here, people that are really uh, working to help, you know, uh, eradicate um uh, a lot of that, but the, you know, in the villages, the villages, some of, most of them are very remote. So you have a, almost a, uh, an acceptance of domestic abuse. Mm, yeah. Alcoholism is a huge escape. You know, if people can't get out and about, we have, we do pretty well here. Like right now, our, our dark, it gets dark about five thirty in the afternoon and the sun's starting to come up around nine, but we get to where in the, in the dead of winter here, we have from about 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We have daylight and then it's dark. But in yeah. some of these other areas, um, you know, inland and, and uh, further north from here, it's dark almost all the time. And yeah. that's very depressing for yeah. people. It's sure. a lot colder. As I've told you, as I brag to you all the time, we're in the Tahiti Alaska. <laughs> here in Homer. So, you know, we don't get those sub-zero temperatures, although I think it's two out, out right now. But anyway, we have, you know, if you think about it, the uh, the setup for that is not good. The setup for, for failure, I guess, sure. for women and girls especially to get involved in drugs, um, sex trafficking, prostitution. There are even, oh, there are even situations that I know of, two in particular, that sex trafficking has occurred in churches Ooh, in wow. the area where people are groomed and, and led astray. And sure. uh, the, uh, Sarah Vance is our representative here, and she works really hard. She's worked on trying to get legislation passed, you know, to, to help uh, with the sex trafficking. But it's a real problem here, and people are... Um, very uh it, it can be isolating you probably heard the expression about alaska it's either a paradise or a prison have you ever heard that yeah, expression yep. and that's true and you know what life's kind of that way isn't it yeah it's, a lot of it is what you you choose uh choose to make it and yeah um, yeah let yeah. me let me jump in real quick because we're running out of time and i want to okay. i want to bring us in for a landing right now and i'm going to actually turn it over to you so we talked, uh, it's funny, again, we thought we were going to go in one direction and God totally took it in a different one. And I think yeah, it's great. I love it. I, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I think this is wonderful, right? We serve the God of all hope. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I, I spoke about in New Mexico, and I'll have the, by the time this comes out, I'll have the message that I did in New Mexico. I'll have it posted on my channel as well. But one of the things that I think is just dire, is a dire necessity within the body of Christ, obviously within the world, but in the body of Christ is the message of hope because mm -hmm. we live in a world where everything now is on overdrive, everything. Uh, we have, like you just mentioned, you've got the issue of sex trafficking. We've got the issue of drug addiction, which is just through the roof. Sure, we've always had drug addiction, but it is through the roof. We've got the issue of our porous borders and who's coming through those porous borders and uh, what are the what are the ramifications of that. So we've got uh, a lot of um, a lot of relational issues, whether it's in the family, whether it's marriages, whether it's kids going bonkers, fill in the blank. I mean, the world seems to be coming not seems the world is coming apart at the seams. And oftentimes, I have a tendency of forgetting this, too, is the fact that God sees the end from the beginning. God is in control of all things. And though the world is coming apart, and though the world is literally crumbling, for us as believers, things are... Uh, the best is yet to come. Let me put it that way, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're falling perfectly into prophetic place according to Scripture. And so I want you to encourage people right now. One of the things I want you to do as we close, I'd love for you to encourage people. I'm going to turn it over to you because there's a lot of hurt, a lot of broken hearts, a lot of broken relationships, uh, fill in the blank. And at the same time, I would love for you to share where we get that hope from. And then if you wouldn't mind closing us in prayer, that would be wonderful. So the floor is all yours. Okay, Pablo. Well, you know, I want to say I'm very sensitive to you if you're a young person. And it's easier for me, right? I'm much older. And I think one of the gifts of aging is you look at the world more vertically, right? I have a lot more behind me than I do in front of me. And it's easier to have that kind of perspective when you don't have uh, maybe as much life ahead. So, but I want to say to to you, to young people, to everybody, that um, there is hope. And those aren't empty words. And how do I know? I'm just, I'm some lady up here in the middle of Alaska telling you to hold on and to have hope. But my friend, we are to witness. And I can tell you that I am his witness. How do I know? Because I have experienced it. Not once, not twice but time and time and time again. And he's always been faithful. When I have not, when I have not, he's always been there. He's always been faithful. And a lot of times it's just, you know, the scriptures talk about, hey, he will show up just in the nick of time. It's his right time, but he will show up just in the nick of time. And so I want you to um, accept accept this challenge because it's true. If you look for him, if you're struggling and you you don't know where to turn, God promises that if we look for him with our whole heart, like we look would look for a buried treasure, if we seek him, he we will find him. And also the scriptures say that he goes about the whole entire world looking for people who want to know him. And so um Remember today, and I'll, I'll say a prayer, but remember that there's this one lady up in um, a small little town in Alaska that will be praying for you. And um, our hope is in him. And I can't emphasize, as Pablo mentioned too, the scriptures, I can't emphasize them enough and the power, the power that is in God's word. Amen. You don't believe me, you, you've given up on that. Mm-mm. You go back to it and you keep at it and you keep on, you keep reading and you will see, you will see God and all of that. So. Amen. Amen. Do you want to close us in prayer, Deb? Sure. Sure. I'd be, be happy great. to. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time with Pablo and all of his, his viewers. And Lord, I pray for each and every one individually, you know, what they're, hurts are today, Lord, you know, with their, uh, maybe they're devastated from, from, a, from lifelong um, addictions or disappointments. Disappointments are so hard, Father. Uh, things that are un- unimaginable, abuses, uh, people that are about to give up, Lord. I just pray that you would reveal yourself to each and every one of them in a new way and in a way that they can, can understand and Lord, just um, be with our nation. And there's so much going on right now that we that we see and we feel like there's no turning back, no way back. But Father, you know your timing is perfect. And you set kings up and you take them down. So we trust you with that, Lord. And just help us to live one day at a time, moment by moment, and to just fully rely on you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 Deb, thank you so much. Listen, um, before we go, family, I just want to say something. Um, let me come on over here. Uh, Deb, I'll come. You know what? I'm going to put you up here because I don't want you to feel left out. <laughs> there you are right there. But listen, uh, I don't ever want any one of these podcasts to end without encouraging anybody that's listening right now. We talked Deb talked a lot about 
um, her testimony and her life and how God came through and how um, God rescues us from any situation that we're in. And if you're listening right now and you've hit rock bottom or you've been broken and you're in a situation where you think it's hopeless, I want to share with you some verses real quick before we close. And I have them right here. Isaiah chapter 40, and I know a lot of people know this one, but it's important. Isaiah 40, 31, but those who what hope in the Lord will renew their strength. The Bible doesn't say might renew their strength. The Word of God is a for sure fact, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and what not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And then Psalm, in the book of Psalms 121, 7 and 8 says, the Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. I want to share one more, which is one of my favorites. And it's just a beautiful verse of blessing and promise. And listen, folks, though this was spoken to uh, Israel back in the Old Testament, the principle still applies to us today as well as we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So listen, if you're hopeless... The only one who can give you hope is Jesus Christ. If you need encouragement, look to the encourager. And if you need salvation, look to the only one that can save you from where you're at. As our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one, no one comes to the Father but by me. Jesus Christ died on that cross, friend, for you. He died on that cross for me and for Deb and everybody in the world. He shed his blood for us so that we could have redemption, justification, and salvation and be with him. There is nowhere that you're at that God cannot reach you. So my encouragement to you is call on the name of the Lord while he may be found. Today is the day of salvation, friend. Don't put it off. I want to encourage you with that word. Call on Jesus Christ. It is a simple prayer. Admit you're a sinner. Believe in Jesus Christ, that he died and he rose on the third day. Confess him as your Lord. It is really simple. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Don't put it off. Deb, thank you so much. This was wonderful. I enjoyed it. You're going to come back, I hope, again? Oh, of course, my friend. I've got to All have right. you on. Aren't you on next week? Or uh, we some, Yeah. Yep. I okay. Think. You know what? Actually, hold on. Bef before we go, we didn't even touch on this. Spend a couple of minutes... And I know, folks, I said I was going to close, but I'm sorry. I want you guys to know this. Spend just a couple of minutes and tell people about Miracle Mondays. Okay. Uh, well, Miracle Monday is on, obviously, every Monday at 3 o'clock. That's Alaska Standard Time. So we are uh, an hour behind you guys, Pablo. So we're yep. an hour behind Pacific, uh, Pacific Time. It's on at 3 o'clock. It's an hour-long show. And I can't tell you how we do it, but we find some amazing guests that come on anywhere from i've had a, a a biker who served 20 plus years in prison who is now a lutheran minister who had an amazing story johnny erickson tata was on a couple of months ago um i think probably a lot of you are familiar with her but and then people in our community that have experienced amazing things you know the, the way they got saved right our salvation's a miracle in and of itself Amen. And so we, we talked to them, uh, a lot of people that have come out of some amazing circumstances. And you know what? If you, uh, if you need hope, tune into one of those shows and, and hear it straight from some of these people who have experienced amazing, amazing things. So yeah. if you yeah. haven't experienced a miracle, then you go out and be somebody's miracle. Amen. Right. Deb, how can, they, how can they listen to the archives of Miracle Monday? They really like it and they want to go back. Is there a way they could do that? They can. You can go on Miracle Mondays, plural, Miracle Mondays with Deb.org. All right. I'm going to see if yeah. I could put that Mondays with Deb.org. And it may be, we were just doing some tweaks to it today. So it probably won't be up until tonight or in the morning. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cause I didn't find it. 
uh, I didn't Probably find it well. here. Okay, it's yeah, it's not up quite yet. Yeah, it's all cool. Okay, good, folks. Listen, um, I'm gonna put all these links below. So if you want to check out Miracle Mondays with Deb, it'll be below. If you want to check out the radio station in Homer, Alaska, KHCX, that link will be below. As always, the Serpents and Doves link is below as well. Family, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Deb, I was excited to have you on, and I am stoked that you came on, and I'm looking forward to having you on again. So, oh, Me too, my friend. Thank you, Pablo. Absolutely, folks. Until the next time, remember, keep looking up, because our Lord and Savior is going to come any moment, and you do not want to be left behind. All right, family, Lord bless you guys. Get into the Word of God. Get the Word of God into you guys. See ya. 